swing tip after you broke your hand. What's the swing tip? Don't grip the, too hard. Yeah, ease I, up. I told I told him don't swing until you've released all the tension in your hands and and shoulders. Yes. So anyway, I was hitting my irons maybe better than I've ever hit them. Carolyn and I went to the range the other day. That was great. Um, so Rob, how is your game coming along? Steadily. Was there any any? Will there be any practicing or playing this weekend? No, there will be a lot of diaper changing and. Oh my God, I have to work today and Friday. Are you kidding? Charlie's oh, minute. Charlie late. finally Just made it. Minute one minute late. Yes. Submissive urination can become a problem in the house. <laughs> well, yes. Are you making the dog submit? No. So, Charlie, Sunday night, we found another oh. pee spot in the house. Really? Sit right next to the other one. How do you know mm -hmm. it's an LB? Oh, we, do, we don't. We don't know who's, who it was. Tie the like cat? Proof. Tie the cat. But I have my No, Ty was not there. Ty's out. Ty is number one. Could have been one oh, of the what, time Sunday, what time Sunday? Was it Chris? <laughs> no, it was like when I got home. What was that, 8.39? How, how wet was it? I mean, I want to sell LB's name when she wasn't even there. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have more, you got to have a little bit more evidence this. is a witch hunt. Yeah, hunt. I mean, look, I'm looking into submissive urination. <laughs> and... <laughs> I think I'll have this sorted by the end of this pod. <laughs> Does that only apply to dogs, or could that be humans as well? Hmm. Eliminate odors wherever your dog submissively urinates, because they'll go back and urinate in the same place. Hmm. Okay. Don't punish or scold them. That'll only make the problem worse. No problem, since we didn't catch her in the act. All right. All right, should we get going? Oh, yeah, <laughs> let's fire away. Excuse me. <laughs> All right, so um, I think we're on 44. Uh, fact check me on that one. But this is going to be a big one, a double pod, um, recapping both the France and the Austrian Grand Prix. Should so, we skip France because it was such a snoozer? Yeah. Uh, probably a good idea. Maybe just skip right over it. You know, uh, Lewis won. Ferrari disappointed. Red Bulls looked okay. McLarens were good. Robin well, and Dad. Don't we have some agenda topics to talk talk about? A couple <laughs> of the things that happened in France. Or are we just skipping them? I didn't read the agenda. Uh, oh me. my god! I just sorry, pulled it sorry up, Charlie. I, I was I, biking I, home as fast as I possibly could sorry. to meet your deadlines. <laughs> I said we would start when you arrived. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's just skip past the recap phase of our pod and get right into agenda topic number one, if you haven't read it. I'd like to talk about the juxtaposition of the French and Austrian Grand Prix. I'm interested in people's takes, but I think there's a reason we're skipping over it. It was a real snoozer, whereas Austria was one of the best races of the year, maybe uh, I've ever seen. It's up there. It's in the top five. Oh, yeah. Let's not go crazy. 
Okay, well, let's hear some of the races you think are better. Um, I mean, but the race that... is definitely skewed because of the outcome. Can you admit that, please, in your mind? Because Red Bull won, you're saying? Yeah, I think I think that's a I think that is a piece of it. That's a factor. That yeah, it's a it. factor in it. it. But yes, it's a factor in it. But that's why. That's yes, absolutely. But I think it's a good thing that the not the two best teams so far this year are is winning. So the third team ha is winning, which makes it a three horse race. There's passing all over the place. Ferrari was passing Mercedes, uh, Red Bulls are passing Mercedes. Everyone was passing everyone. It, it McLaren, was, was, McLaren was the only one passing everyone. It was, a, it, was a, it was a great race. Totally yeah, it was. That. It was the picture perfect race. I think it's exactly what F1 wants at the end of the day. Um, and kind of topic one B here is how can F1 recreate that magic either through regulations or do we think it's just like track layout? Does DRS play a factor? Well, curious thoughts. It, it seems like track layout is maybe the most track layout and maybe track conditions combined are maybe are the two most important factors to getting a race like that. So, so many times you hear the drivers just say, well, it wasn't our track or the track didn't set up for us. And it, and it kind of gets tired, tiring, but that does seem to be the great equalizer. Yeah. Uh, I, I, okay. What did someone disagree? Why, why is that funny? No, I just, I mean, I, I, guess, I guess you guys like dead air at this podcast, it seems. <laughs> I thought that the key thing at the Austrian, the Red Bull ring, was that the track facilitated passing at multiple spots. And it wasn't one of those tracks that takes 90 seconds to get around and there are two spots to pass. There's at the end of the start, finish straight, then there's the next turn complex. There were multiple places to pass and you got there every... 60 or 70 seconds so um the drs was important but it didn't seem like the, the straights aren't that long so it's not like you know an auto pass when you get onto it like i think we saw at the french grand prix at the one passing spot in the french track um but at the same time you know they the the austrian grand prix also did a good job doing the policing their runoffs they put those big sausage curbs and we saw multiple people break their front wing um lewis carlos signs and it affected their race so you know you can really push it and and slide off the track but probably gonna break your car i thought it was like they they've gotten a lot of the balance right on that track i actually think it, the drs was a huge factor here because I, I forget, I think it's China where they had those really long DRS straights and, and yeah. passing was almost too easy. What I really liked about this, the Austrian track, was that the DRS zones were short, but there was like two or I think maybe even three, three. very close to each other. So like the first turn is a battle. Then they're close enough. Second turn is a battle. Third turn, it's like three straight turns that anything could happen. It, it Yeah, it was an awesome setup. And I... Maybe they should put in some requirements for these new tracks that they they have to, I don't know, hit some sort some sort of check marks to make sure it's going to be a competitive track. I mean, obviously you can't do that for everything. We're not going to get rid of Monaco, but this is a sweet track. Yeah, I, I think I, mean, it, I think that last point. Oh, sorry, John. Uh, I thought that last point was a good one, Charlie. I I think are there some things, maybe not major changes, but some changes we could make to the tracks that that could accommodate that obviously not monaco 
that would really help make those make everything more competitive because um, it does seem like the track setup really really uh, contributes to these great races we're seeing yeah well like i mean the heat you can't control the heat i think that plays a big factor yeah i would i would also like to say um that the red bull ring has great topo- uh, topographical variety big <laughs> up your, big down and i think that contributes <laughs> I, I, it makes a track like feel more flowy. It, it's it's exciting to watch. It's exciting to drive. I do. I mean, we make fun of you for that all the time, but I think you're absolutely right. When you see the mountains in the background, it just it just really you see that crazy bull statue, you know, on that one turn. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, it makes me. It, it takes me back to my days wandering around the streets of Salzburg one um, one work trip. It just it makes you reminisce. Um, so. Question: <laughs> Why can't I mean? Basically, the French Grand Prix is basically just a huge parking lot that they've drawn some crazy lines on. Why can't they just make that track exactly? They can just do whatever they want to that track. They could easily make that better. We're talking so, about so, the French here. So I want to say a little something about <laughs> the French Grand Prix. I thought that was just paint. It's apparently textured paint. Uh, <laughs> That will slow the car down, like almost like sandpaper. And the idea, I think, is... I heard that too. When you watch the cars on it, though, it does not look like it does that at all. <laughs> no. Well, Danny Rick said that when he slid off track on that last lap pass, it was going between the unpainted surface, which is grippy or slick, in comparison to the painted surface, which is very grippy, was challenging. But I don't think it's challenging enough, given that. Yeah, you know, it's more challenging. French Grand Prix had a lot of of, uh, gravel. Yeah, why can't they put more gravel or grass on the French track? That would improve it. I don't know. Short-sighted. Anyway, I'm not going to talk anymore about the French Grand Prix. My hatred of that is well established at that point. Um, I thought the Austrian Grand Prix was great. I, I, I thought, look, starting off with Max having a clutch problem because he reset his clutch incorrectly um that added to the drama of it he dropped back from second to what eighth what were you Um, what were you saying about max when you saw that happen how bad were you dumping on him no i was actually i thought you know that could happen to anybody but i thought max is going to be uh immature and he's going to drive like a bat out of hell probably hitting people on the way back up the track to his credit, he didn't do that until the very end. So he controlled himself somewhat. Okay, well, this is, never this, is a, this is a good segue into our next topic. Um, John, let, let's hear it to you. The, que- the, quest- the direct question is, do you think Verstappen, I think he's shown a lot of maturity this year. Is he now the complete package? Is he ready to win a championship with the appropriate car? What a softball yeah. question. Well, let's... Yeah, seriously. Okay, I mean, I, of course, am a Verstappen fanboy, as is Charlie. We know that. Um, and I think if you two, Rob and Andrew, were honest with yourselves, you would admit that Max is the best thing to happen to Formula One in a very long time. And if, if you say otherwise, you're lying to yourself. And, and I would say raw talent. He, we always knew he had raw talent. No question about that. He was immature. Uh, I'll admit that. He crashed into people. He didn't take his 
time. He made um, moves that were inappropriate for the lap. He doesn't do that anymore. He's been very consistent over the last year plus. And to answer Charlie's question, he is the complete package now. If he had, if he was in a Mercedes car, he would win a world championship. If he was in a Ferrari, he may win a world championship as well. I think he is the complete driver. Maybe the best driver on the grid right now. Yes, he is. I will say that, uh, what, to your first point, Max is definitely good for the spectacle of Formula One because you love him or you hate you hate him. Uh, he does all sorts of controversial things that people are always talking about. That's good for the sport. Can you, can um, you, name, can you name two this season? Two what? Controversial things he's done this season. Yeah, uh, he <laughs> chopped off the front of my man Carlos Sainz in Bahrain. Nobody oh even remembers that. Nobody remembers that. I do. Okay. You just asked me to. Uh, and just just in Austria, he bashed into Leclerc. He had the racing uh, line. 68th lap. So, so, okay. So, so, I mean, you, just, you asked me to name two controversial things. I just did. Okay? Okay, go ahead, Rob. Finish up. Uh, I do have to say that he has improved his maturity level. I I admit that. He used to be so impetuous, and now he's only minorly impetuous. I hate his personality. I I think his response, to, like, if we're not bumping into each other, what's the point of even racing, uh, is childish. That's not, his, that's not his point. All right. Yeah. I, well, that's so what he said. I think okay, I, I'll no, hand it over. He, he did not say if you're bumping, you're not bumping into each other's. I'm handing he it over to not, Andrew. He right. not, did not mention the word bumping, so <laughs> just for the record. That. He should have, but he didn't. So anyway, I, so I have been, I think for the whole year, I've been making it clear that I think Verstappen has turned a corner. If you go back, and I would love you to look at the old podcast, I have been saying he's he's improved in his maturity. So yes, I also, I, I totally agree that it's great for the sport if you have a strong Verstappen pushing the top two Ferrari and Mercedes cars. Um I, Rob obviously has a huge vendetta against Max, so everything he says we have to take with a grain of salt. Um, I think what I, at the same time, it's it's so hard. I re- I wish it was uh, Ricardo in in Max's spot. He's such a likable guy, and Max is just. You guys can say you're fans of him, but he is so hateable as a personality, and I just can't get past that. So yes, it's great for the sport. But it's just it's 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 maybe it's even better for the sport because he's such a polarizing character that it makes it even more engaging. I agree with everything you said except where you slandered me. <laughs> so uh, I I agree he's not the most likable personality on track, starting with his kind of like daddy issues and he's just a <laughs> silver spoon kid. But he is. He's definitely top three racers on the track. Yeah, I think he's past metal. I think he's starting to push for Hamilton, as in skill level. I'd put him top three driver. Uh, uh, hold I, on yeah. a second, guys. Pushing Hamilton. Hamilton won the first. How, like how many races in a row did he win? Four. Max had one really good race. That's great. I, but to say I don't he, agree but, that he's pushing Hamilton. To say he's I don't. Hamilton I agree he's top nuts. three. Let's just. Okay. Can we agree no, he's top wait, three and leave it no, at that? No. It's the point of the pod to argue with one another. Who are the three? I, I, I don't even know who the top three are. Verstappen is... Alonso. Would you say Ferrari has a better car this year? Let's then start then there. who? Red Bull? Then Red Bull, yes. Depends on the track. 
Yes, depending on the track. Typically, yes, they do. Oh, okay. Okay, so thank you, Andrew, for at least attempting to answer the question. Rob, you did not. Max Verstappen is outperforming, is ahead of both Sebastian Vettel and Leclerc this year in the Constructors' Championship. That, to me, makes a statement. I agree he's not winning races, not beating Hamilton head-to-head, -head, but you have to take the cars out of it for a little while. And I think Max Verstappen is outperforming his car more so than anyone else on the track. I would like to make a point that Hard. part of that is because his teammate is so poor that it makes him look even better than he is. Okay, yes, his teammate is shit, and we'll get to that. But it's not a comparison. It's like there's not it, – it, I'm comparing him to Ferrari, not to Gasly. So I, I don't – I know, but I think the the poor performance of Gasly makes Max look even better than he's he's performed great. I'm not debating that, but I think the fact that his teammate is doing so badly compare that that makes Max look even better. But Andrew, but we we cannot ignore the fact, and Charlie said this, he's in third in the drivers' championship. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, that's it's true. Can't so, debate that. Okay. I I agree, and I will agree. He, I mean, it's kind of like uh, A-Rod, you know. I hated him when he was on the Rangers and Mariners, when he was on the Yankees. I liked him. Max is on my team. I like him. I understand people don't like his personality. I don't, you know, it, Rod says he has daddy issues or whatever. That may be true. I, I've never. I, I didn't in, say that. Charlie I've never did. Been in a, Charlie I've never did. Been a <laughs> I've never been in a room with Yoss, but uh, hey, who knows? You don't want to uh, be, that's for sure. But but I think we can agree, and and I'm I, he's not. I don't think he's a better driver than Hamilton quite yet. I don't think he's quite there, but he is the number two driver in Formula One. I think that is without a doubt the case. All right. So, yeah. I mean, I I can't debate this with you. I mean, yes, you're right. He is very good. I'm not, and I never said that um, he wasn't outperforming Vettel and Leclerc this year. I I never said he wasn't. I had an issue when Charlie said that he was pushing Hamilton for best driver in F1. I don't think, I think that's way premature. Yeah, it's too early. I think he's, he will be there. I think he'll be there sooner rather than later. He'll be he's there in, in, in five world, world championships. Well, okay, but so, okay, so if you want to take that perspective, at the end of, of Verstappen's career, I think he'll be up there with Hamilton, with a Senna type. He has a potential. Um, all right, well, let's go back to the the incident. Robert oh, Hamilton, great. Why don't you give us a little rundown of the incident as you saw it and uh, deliver your hottest takes? You want, you want me to do it or Andrew to do it? Either one of you. You guys seem fired up. Why, about why don't I? Why don't I do the uh, just the facts and then Andrew can? I'm not sure you're a big fact guy Fine. these days, but okay. <laughs> all right, so Leclerc's in one for Stoppins two. We have about, I don't know, seven laps to go, and Verstappen's on his gearbox. Um, Leclerc was doing a very good job defending through the passing turns. Leclerc was defending the inside line, notably, um, and had pretty good traction out of them. And so even though Verstappen had DRS, he wasn't like trying to dive around the outside. Um, then, I, don't, I think it was going into turn, and at one point, Max passed Leclerc, and Leclerc dragged him out, dragged him to the next turn. But the turn in question 
Leclerc decided to defend the outside of the turn, which seemed inexplicable to me. Verstappen pulled alongside him. I won't I won't use any verbs like dove. I'll just say he was alongside him on the inside, which was and and, and did have his nose ahead, but wasn't fully ahead or a full car or even a half a car length ahead, but was ahead. Um he braked later. Um but then because of the late braking or or because of the inability to turn or unwillingness to turn, I don't know. Uh Verstappen drove all the way to the outside of the turn exit so Leclerc who was on the outside of this right hand turn literally had nowhere to go uh, and stay on track their wheels bumped and Leclerc was kind of like thrown off into the off track and and that was the pass I think that was lap 69 I'll leave it to Andrew now to characterize what kind of egregious faults were committed by you know who. So I think that's a fair. Can we all agree that was a fair depiction of what what happened? I think that was that was good. Well, except for the verbs that Rob did not want to use, but used. But yes, instead. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, I think that um, after much reflection and uh, meditation on my part, I I really think that. It was, a, it was a very good pass. My only issue, and I was explaining this to Charlie after uh, volleyball the other day, my only issue I had was that Max got, my, Max had the, he got the inside, he, you know, he had a good pass. My only problem he had, I had with him is that you can clearly see him turn his wheels into Leclerc as he, would, as he already had the, the line. And I just think that was, I've seen Vettel do this before with a pass where he kind of forces the guy a little bit off. He, he kind of bullies his way through, but he keeps on racing. Whereas what Max did was he clearly had it and then he turned his wheels into Claire and bumped him off the track. That was my only problem with it. He was going to pass him anyway, so I, I really don't... I, I think Leclerc did a, a phenomenal job defending on the, ter- the lap before. Um, super impressive. It kind of actually really revved me up for, for Leclerc's future. I think that showed he had a lot of fight Told his told his team just be quiet, leave me alone, let me do my thing, and I think he did the best he could. Um, but I think otherwise, Max was going to pass him anyway. So you know, I'll get over it. Yeah, I think that's a very honest take, and I can't argue with your your feeling there. I mean, it's they're racing super hard. You know, they're it's going to that pass is always going to be questionable, no matter what. But do, but do you, do you agree that he turned? Did you see him turn his wheels into Leclerc to bump him off the track? Why? Now, uh, well, so <laughs> let's parse out that statement if if we could. Turning wheels into and Leclerc bump, and bumping off the track. I think we need to take those two things separately. Is I don't think fair? so. Okay, because no. I think you, when you're going that speed and you're turning, sometimes you will, and you do see drivers do this all the time. They they move their um, steering wheel uh, all the time to try to get grip. So. I'm not sure he was intentionally trying to bump him off the track. I did see him move the steering wheel to the left. I I assume he was to get traction grip, but I don't know. I wasn't in the car and I've never driven an F1 car. So I don't know. Um, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So I, I I was going to make the same point as John. I think I see your point, Andrew. I, I, so on the first one hand, I thought it was a good pat. Like if just watching the video, good pass is just, hard racing they both kind of had a right to it and Verstappen came out on top uh, I on your second point the, the turning I do think like 
yeah, it kind of looks like he pushes him out. But if if you were trying to force someone on off track, I, I also wouldn't like do a jerk turn. I would just slowly unwind or uh, unwind the wheel quicker to take up more track. So I'm kind of maybe it's just because he's for stopping his Red Bull, but I'm one to believe that it's just like he's losing traction and trying to get it back uh, again with a sudden jerk of the hands. So, all right, go ahead, Rob. Let, I have a couple. I would like, can I just, sorry, can I rebut those? Yeah, because yeah, they're right. So we were, we all were saying how much he, his traction was great. He was in totally in control of the car. He had fresh wheels, all that stuff. He's, he's just dominating the race. So to, to then make the argument that he is jerking his wheels back and forth to regain traction, I think is, is wrong. I think he intentionally moved his wheels to the left to hit Leclerc. Um, and I think that if it wasn't Verstappen, I think you guys would be so, saying the same thing. So, one one last time here. <laughs> I I also want to go back to what John says. You you need to stop. You should, Andrew, separate out this turning his wheels and bumping Verstappen. He may have turned his wheels to take up more track. I don't think he intended to just bump into Verstappen because that puts himself at jeopardy. The bump okay. was incidental. May I? May I? Yeah, I think I, th- I want to say I was very impressed with both of their driving. I thought it was good racing, and it bodes well for both their futures. They looked impressive. Uh, second, I have to kind of agree with Charlie and John on this, that I think that the steering was likely trying to control oversteer rather than like, trying to play bumper cars. But I don't know. I didn't actually see this, but I have... As I think Charlie said, seen that from many other drivers many other times. What I I am not okay with the pass, however. I do not think it's acceptable to go in late to a turn and not give the other driver who's alongside you room on the track. I think if you want to have the inside then and someone's alongside you, then you have to stay on the inside. You can't go inside to outside and, and cut them off. I just don't see how that's fair. And Verstappen's race post-race comment about, I'm going to find the exact quote, so Charlie doesn't accuse me of misquoting him. Um, while I'm looking, it was something like, if that's a penalty, then what's the point of even being here? Charlie, would you agree that's pretty close? Yes, that is closer than your first statement, yes. The point is for for hard racing, not touching other people, not cutting people off, you know there there are rules that say that's not that's a penalty and lame we can still have an exciting race and not allow people to do dangerous or unfair things because then then it's just going to be you know whoever's will whoever has less to lose they're going to do crazy stuff and we saw how max reacted to that with ocon last year in brazil he punched him and got a penalty for it speaking of immaturity punched. so so there are rules here and i don't see how what max did is okay with the, what the rules are yeah, his post-race interview was, I mean, that, that comment, I, I kind of get his sentiment and let him race, but, you know, it just, it seemed like so so whiny of him. Oh, if that's not, if that's a penalty, then we can just stay home. Oh, okay, why don't you just be happy, collect your paycheck, bro, and move on to the next race instead of being a little whiny loser. Yeah, that's what you want in your driver. Okay. So okay with losing. Yeah, I'm mean, okay with losing, that, but I just like that's like oh, that's the only, man, huh? the only oh, okay. reason. Oh yeah, four time world champ. The only reason he races <laughs> is is for that. Like otherwise, stay at home. Come on, dude. Go guys, go, go back to can, daddy. Can, go back to daddy's lap and just relax in Monaco. Guys, guys, guys. Can we take? Can we please take a step back here? We all admitted 
that this has this was the best race of the season. Pam Sabo hates and, Max Verstappen. That's and and that and now we're complaining about this pass. I mean, are we are we for real right now? It was it, it was a good race in part because there was controversy. Yeah, exactly. That those are Rob, it's connected. But, but Rob is saying he doesn't want any controversy. I didn't say that. No, I, I disagree that. with that's that. What that's what I'm saying. I totally disagree with that statement about controversy. That's not what made a good race. Part of it. No, no. It was, was good phenomenal. because there was passes, yes. Yeah. And he came back from seventh. Not well, what, whenever there, there's a lot of passes, there's going to be some... Con- I, so I think they go hand in hand. You're, well, you're going to well, have a yeah. lot of wheel-to-wheel okay, wheel racing. There will be some controversy. My kind of point... I, again, I'm siding with John here, but my, po- <laughs> my point being, if you take an anonymous poll of all the drivers on the grid... Today, I think they all say they want that type of pass in racing, yeah. including Leclerc. Obviously, you can't say that in the moment because he's fighting for points and the race win, but I think they all want the ability to do that. Yeah, they, and I think they also said that the thing with Vettel in, in Canada, I know there are different scenarios, but they also said that shouldn't have been a penalty. So I think a lot of them would say, what do we want versus what do the rules dictate are two very different things. All right, I'd like to jump in and say, how does this not devolve into, you know, the people going for the world championship, Lewis Hamilton, maybe Botas, they have to be meek out there because they have so much to lose. And who's to prevent, you know, Alex Albon from bumping wheels and going around because you guys are saying, hey, let's not take penalties for it. And the, the real penalty is your race might be ruined. What the, what, what the care if his race is ruined? He's in a crap car. Okay, so here, here, here are the counterpoints to that. One is Alex Albon um, is irrelevant because if they're racing each other, it's a blue flag scenario. Okay, <laughs> only have to get out of the way. Okay, you know, I was I was being hyperbolic, but you could take a. Max Verstappen, who's not in the championship hunt, or if you think he is, take a Carlos Sainz, who is mixing it up with all the leaders on the first lap, including Lewis Hamilton. And Carlos my said, point, I know Lewis has more to lose okay. than I do, so I was so aggressive. I should have started my the the other point first here. You're greatly exaggerating like the bulldozing and diving in Verstappen did here. They were side by side. You could even make the argument that Verstappen is ahead in that turn at at certain points. So he was, but not full, not a full you, car length. You have legitimate arguments have. if we're talking about previous races where Verstappen has definitely snuck his nose in and caused an accident. Yes, previous years he's done that. This is not that case. So I just think you're. This is just your Verstappen hate coming through. No, no. You know what? You know what? I'd like to reference Austria Grand Prix 2016, same corner. Rosberg was defending, not trying to pass, but he de- he defended the inside line, whereas Verstappen was taking the inside line, and he overshot the apex, did not leave Lewis room. Lewis had to go off, and Rosberg got a penalty. How is this different? Rosberg made a mistake. He locked. No, up, he right? didn't. He was yeah. trying. No, he was he was just trying to block Lewis, and so he took the whole track. You just he said he up? overshot I, the effect so and locked the, up. The only, yeah. the only difference, I think, because I was reading about up. this, Rosberg was defending. Is that right? Uh, yes, that's true. But why does that make a difference in terms of penalty? I don't know. So if you're past- that was the, the only commentary I, I read about that they said that the only difference, the reason 
Some of the stewards called it apples to oranges was because Rosberg was defending the position versus Verstappen overtaking. I don't know why that matters, but I'm just... Me neither, and I don't think it holds any water. All right, well, I don't think we're getting anywhere in this argument, and we'll discuss it, I'm sure, at a race upcoming. Virtual high-five, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure we took that. I think it's um, great that we had... I mean, that's a spirited debate. I think that's what, yeah, we, no. what we want. Good content. Good I would, content. I would say full of respect, but <laughs> no respect here. Let's switch over to a lighter-hearted topic. Um, let's go with life updates. Rob, I think you might have a move update. I am in the new house. Address not to be disclosed. Put in uh, <laughs> the move was one of the most traumatic things I've ever <laughs> experienced. <laughs> I'd say having a newborn is probably easier than moving um we're still unpacking we're doing uh a couple days in newton five days in maine a couple days in newton five days in maine so we're probably not going to be unpacked for several months house looks great except for all of our crap which is spread around it like a bomb went off um the kids like it um it's nice being next to my parents help out with the kids Maintain the yard. Uh, we should have a pod there soon, but that's that's in the past now. Uh, currently, I'm summering in Drake's Island, where it's very, very crowded. I've never seen it so crowded, and it makes me long for the olden days back when things were ideal here. It's like just Mayberry. Um, no, but seriously, there was Annie showed me something on the Drake's Island Facebook page people complaining about having a dog barking on the beach and then all the other neighbors were saying oh nobody respects anybody anymore and then other neighbors saying you should call the police why don't you call them right now so they're out there and can give them a fine in the morning there's no discussion of uh you know maybe go talk to your neighbor and say why the dog barking at 6 30 is a problem so i would have to actually agree with the posters who say nobody gives a shit about anybody anymore these people make me sick Wow. Wow. Not the direction I thought we were going. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the truth. <laughs> My life updates. Uh, John, Rob, and I went on a lovely weekend of Viking this past weekend, MS Ride. Thank you for everyone's uh, support financially. We had a lovely 150 mile ride ending in P Town. Good ferry home. Weather held up. Um, Becky's first mm. year, LBL, David Hawk. Um, they say Becky, Laura Graham all joined us as newbies in there. Rave reviews from everybody. Um, upcoming weekend, heading down to the Cape soon, monitoring traffic. Chris and Rob O'Brien, big radar, weather radar guys. I'm a big Google Maps traffic monitor. You got to keep an eye on that at all times. doesn't even matter if you're traveling anywhere. Just got to have your finger on the pulse of the city. Um, heading down to the Cape. Then Saturday, we're heading down to Long Island for a gender reveal party. Highlight of the summer, and yeah, that's about it for now. Rip roaring, good time. Sounds like, um, yes. Yeah, congrats to you guys for finishing your ride. I heard it a little shorter than it. Then the weather cut it short. Is that right? On the first day, G storms, G storms. Um, Rob, I think just to comment on your, I think Charlie and I really called it how miserable your move is going to be, and you totally undersold how hard you thought it would be 
Uh, I just want to just want to make sure that's on the record that we were. Yeah, right, shout we out to us. Yeah, I would say it wasn't so much the time; <laughs> it was just like the unpleasantness of it. Well, well, to be fair, if if you take your time and are strategic in packing, the unpacking is a lot smoother. I, I would I would like to also uh, ask you: Did the encore opening have as big of an impact on your move as Chris O'Brien thought it would? <laughs> it had no impact on my move, but I do have some encore updates. Annie and I ran over there Tuesday morning, the night, the day, the morning before our move, and saw it, and it looked um, I don't know, ugly. Pristine pristine but classless yeah. i guess i should is the best so, way to describe so vegas like vegas like yeah uh and i was a little surprised that the gaming hall seemed smaller than i thought it was going to be in any event we should definitely get over there soon and check it out lose some money on the tables etc totally agree. the traffic did not really pick up until friday night when i was safely ensconced in newton um but it looks like the weekend traffic in Sullivan Square is going to be nightmarish until they figure that out. So I would never be able to get to Costco or Home Depot. So I'm glad I had to leave. Him is forced. Perfect timing for you then. Um, yeah. John and I spent a, night, a lovely weekend in New Buffalo, Michigan. Shout out no doubt. for hosting us and our lovely sisters and our two crazy nephews. Um, great time. Full week there. John pretty much put down his work. Sometimes he had to do a little stuff, but anyway. Un poco, uh, un poco. But a great time there. Um, got home, spent a nice relaxing weekend here, played a little golf, got our place painted so it's looking fresh. And I'm just really looking forward to um, July 4th and just a really, you know, a shout out to the troops. Appreciate them. Sure. First yeah. To, first to say it. <laughs> This is not Veterans Day, man. <laughs> True. I always, uh, Andrew, I always can, shout out to the troops. Always. <laughs> Andrew, can you I'll shout out to uh the forefathers who okay, wrote some fine. good documents. Andrew, can you tell us what the colors, the names of the paints you chose are? They're so often very evocative. Yeah, I can tell you. Give me give me two seconds. I, I'm I was talking about the revolutionary troops for putting us in this position, really. Mm. Um this is a oh boy pelican gray is the color we went with oh so hmm. okay um i can do a little update here i got a few things As, well andrew did actually take one of mine we were at family vacation new buffalo michigan one update there uh andrew mentioned our two uh, wild nephews. I saved one of their lives uh, over the uh, holiday. Snaps. Yep, snaps to me. Thank you. Um, I was doing a little work. I had my laptop on my lap, where a laptop is was designed to go, and I was on the couch. This little one-year-old Jack uh, comes running in. Parents are nowhere to be found. He's teetering on the edge of the basement stairs. I jump up, laptop in one hand, scoop him up with my arm, save his life. My sister comes in, taking no responsibility, blaming Wait, my father. Sorry, why was he about to die? He's going to fall down the stairs. Oh, and you were sitting at the top of the stairs? No, I was sitting on a couch that was like 10, 10 feet from the stairs. Wow. Yep. 
you know, and, and people just don't take responsibility these days. They they rely on people like me to to save the day, which I'm fine with. But um, and I don't like to pat myself on the back too much. But that happened. Uh, it was a <laughs> it, it was a lovely week. Certainly played, not. <laughs> played some golf. Um, New Buffalo is a nice town. The house was in a great location. Uh, I would recommend it. Got back, did the bike ride. Uh, great bike ride. Um, if anyone out there listening would like to do about a 180 mile ride next year, um, contact us. We'd love to have you on team R and B. And, uh, in, let's see, Katie O'Brien just got here actually. Um, she's staying with us for the fourth. So that's exciting. And, uh, we're picking up our puppy Saturday morning. Um, we were told the puppy would be 40 to 50 pounds. Early pictures suggest that this thing may be the dog from Sandlot kind of size. So we'll see what happens. That dog is going to be huge. That's all I got. All right. Um, I support the troops more than Andrew supports the troops. So yeah. <laughs> wow. That's good. Wow. You cannot support the troops more than I support the troops. So getting back to our regular scheduled agenda here, Rob, I threw this in there for you to give your kind of McLaren update, but I thought Lando is racing pretty well over the past couple weekends. Obviously you had the, uh, the qualified car fifth failure two races in a row car failure in France, which then had that last lap, um, excitement with Ricardo's penalty, but I wanted to give it a chance to talk about McLaren. Go ahead. Thank you. I've been particularly pleased with McLaren's uh, slow and steady comeback in 2019. Uh, they are only 10 points away from the total points they scored last year. Um, and we're not, well, we're a little third of the way through the season, a little bit more. Um, Lando's qualified P5 two races in a row. Signs was really up there with the driver of the day, along with Verstappen and and uh, Leclerc coming from last place to eighth place. And I think he, he could have gone to seventh or even sixth had he not cracked his front wing, um, but that's the break. So let's say, you know, 20 to P8 is a very impressive drive. Um, I feel good about the progress McLaren's making. And let's keep our heads down, boys, and just keep pushing forward. Okay. Um, right let's on. go through some of the rest of the teams here. Red Bull, we've already talked about Gasly a little bit, but I think everybody kind of agrees he has to go at this point. Well, maybe people have opposite opinion. Let me know. But I think one of the main issues is there's no one really to replace Gasly at this point. Uh, I think I, my feelings on it is if you bring up Albon, which I feel like is the name frequently thrown out there, you're just risking doing to him what you've kind of done with Danny Kafiat and Gasly, where you're rushing them to the big, the big league team too quickly. And then they're, they're not ready rushing and they kind of fail. What? You're rushing them. Good one. Okay. Danny Kafiat's Russian for that joke. Remember when Rob and I said how bad Gasly was? And I think maybe it was just John, but he got so upset with us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How could you say I, that about? Me? I've also been on this pod saying that he should be fired. So I, yeah, I flip. I'm a flip flopper. You're a politician. Does anybody have any ideas for who to replace him with? No. He stinks. 
I don't uh, think I agree with you. I mean, he's he's awful. He needs to go, but there's there's no one good to replace him. Maybe, would, would Alonzo take that seat? No, no way. Get out, get out driven by Verstappen and be embarrassed. He would never do it. Oh. <laughs> what about um, here's a wild card, John Eric Verne. Anyone remember him? Old Toro Rosso driver. He's killing Formula E. I would bring him up, maybe. Yeah, a Mick Schumacher. Oh, Ocon. I was thinking Ocon. He's a Mercedes driver. Yeah, but Walt wouldn't Wolf let him drive for Red Bull on loan? Oh, that, that you, would be sick. Him and Verstappen. Let me ask you awesome. this. If you put Robert Kubica in that Red Bull, who does You want to be on record, Andrew, with that? No, I, I was asking a question. Uh-huh. I was just asking the question. Gasly needs to go. There's no one to replace him, though. He'll be there through the end of the year. I think we had a couple of people who could replace him, but we'll see. I think Red Bull would be better suited by just giving up the drive and just only running one driver for the rest of the, the year. God, stop it. So It's so embarrassing. Um, I'm open to any other team updates, but Haas, what's oh, happened with them? Go, go I haven't really better. been reading up, but it sounds like they're having issues with tires. Anybody want to give an update there? Nope. <laughs> yeah, let me ta- okay. let me talk about tires. Uh, they they, I don't think it's purely a tire issue. I th- also think that they're setting up the car well for qualifying, because Magnussen was best of the rest, wasn't he? P five. Oh, then maybe Norris was P six this race. Um. Anyway, Magnussen qualified very well, and then ended up. Th- they're having problems with their car setup in addition to getting the car, in addition to turn, getting enough heat in the tires when they are driving slower in the race in the race pace um, but i don't think it's a pure tire issue i think all the teams are suffering with the tires except mercedes and let's not put it all on the tires um yeah Good analysis, heavy hitting analysis. There, it's, Rob, ve- but it's, it's very strange, I would say, how uh, there's there's such a dis- distinction between their Saturday and Sunday performance. Yeah, they're awful. Um, I can do the our um, low T betting update. Do you yeah. want to do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this is a good this is a good one, and um, I'm not I'm not going to pull punches. He's a friend of mine, coworker, coworker of Charlie as well. I'm not going to pull punches here this is embarrassing for him he he bet on hamilton one only one unit though and this is the first race he has not sprinkled a unit on max Verstappen. oh <laughs> wow what? all right in 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 low t's defense though um mercedes said their problems <laughs> had to do with cooling and i don't know when he made the bet but who knew that it was going to be so freaking hot there? It was 50 degrees, high 50, 55, 59 degrees Celsius on track at race time. I mean, that's ridiculous. When did he make so, the bet? I don't yeah. know specifics about when he made the bet. I mean, I, uh, but I mean, to, to say this is the first race he didn't sprinkle anything on Max, come on. Yeah, that's, that, a, bone, that's a bonehead move. Yeah, especially – all right, I mean, it is because it's Max's home race. You know that uh, the Honda dudes are there. Um, oh, oh, that made me think about the, – the 
Red Bull told Max he could run his car, his engine at max mode, mode P, uh, mode 11 for half the race. And that's going to definitely take some miles out of that thing. Um, I think that that's actually a very inspired move that other teams should be copying. So what if you have to go through a couple of extra engines and take penalties and start at the back of the grid? We saw multiple times, if you're a top three team, you're not going to have much problems getting through all the B teams to get back up into the top six. Even Carlos Sainz was able to get up to P8, um, and he doesn't have a top car. Go for the win. Turn your engines up. So what if you have to replace them? I think more teams should be doing that. So kudos to Christian Horner for that call. Yeah. Totally agree. I, you know what? And just to round it out, Ferrari. I, I'm. I feel very. I feel pretty encouraged by their their late performance. I think obviously Vettel had that unfortunate issue with some kind of air valves. I don't know. I forget what it was. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think you know he would have qualified. Air. Yeah, he would have qualified right up there, and it could have been even better race for him. Um, yep. He had that encouraging pass on Lewis. Leclerc looked great. I don't know. What, what really, why didn't he have a bigger advantage? I think he was trying, maybe being too cute with his tire strat. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, well, Leclerc wanted to, wanted to go faster and his team said no. They said no. So, I mean, again, Stupid. I think he kind of got screwed out of another victory. But um, anyway, I think Ferrari's looking actually, I, I feel better about them after this race than I have after any other race this year. So back to low T in case he's out there. And uh, next time there's a hot race. Maybe think about has Mercedes solved their um, temperature <laughs> problem. You know, there's a big team. They have $500 million going into the team. I bet they do solve it. But come Singapore, you know, they might be slower than expected. For sure. Uh, oh, and one other point. I did see that uh, Leclerc and Verstappen were set to share a private jet back to Monaco uh, Sunday night. I wonder if they still did that. Why would they do that? They live in the same city. So Ricardo lives there too. Is he sharing a jet with? He Max? could have been on it. A lot of times they all fly together. I mean, I hope so. Have you heard of climate change? We can't be all flying our own private jets. Well, it's listen, I, I rode a, a blue bike home from work today, so I think Leclerc can take his own private jet. That evens out. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I worked from the garage, so I didn't even generate any carbon. Another another high five between Rob and I. I mean, we just really are just coming through. Good stuff, boys. All right. Well, happy fourth. <laughs> Thanks to the troops. <laughs> it's not a laughing matter, but I totally agree. Couldn't say, couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> All right. Stay safe. Don't blow yourselves up with any fireworks. I hope everyone's dogs don't get too anxious. Peace be with you. See ya. Awesome. And I'll be with you. <laughs>